Welcome to Louisville Vintage Motorworks Podcast. Take in front of no one, on location from somewhere. And now, here's Sugar Puss and Peepaw. That we did in Louisville. Yeah, no, yeah. his map It's there. badass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, it's okay. really, really badass. Cool. So you need to do that. Um, but yeah, like Liza was like, here's all the tech talk. You need to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the tent with Liza, Moyen, blah, 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 motorcycles, and then Haley Bell, who was like the female rider of the year in like 2019. Yeah, I know who Haley is. Yeah. I mean, so, I know of her. I don't know her. Yeah. So like, I, I run really into cool. the tent. She with did a burnout backpack. in our tent last year. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I run. I run into the tent with my backpack. Like, throw the shitty mic up on the table, and I'm like, Let's go. Can I mic this up? And she's like, No, go right ahead. And I'm like, Fuck. I'm in here with like the mentor, like yeah. the champ, and I'm like. I'm okay. Everything's yeah, fine. Like, he gets yeah. nervous. He gets real nervous. I, he know, I, I love used to it talk though. To people. But do you know why that's good? There's a sense of um, humility about you, and I don't know you, Jason, very yeah. well. But there's something about Rob that's genuine oh, yeah, and yeah. inclusive and wholesome. Right. That I hope you don't lose. Because I'm it, trying not to. The reason why is like, it makes people you people are just fucking assholes. Yes, uh, Rob, you are right. It's so true. And we're you know we don't we're. I wouldn't, I, I'm in school to be a psychologist yeah. because I want to know, and I'm actually going to neuropsychology mm-hmm. and sociology yeah. because I wanted to know how, yeah. anything? why yeah. that happens. And then this what can we slushy. do? It's so <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. How do we make marriage with all the people? And right. no, it's, it's really good. tough. It's um, so, but yeah, like the whole, all the good and bad, but we can, we can talk about this on the, I don't know, are we already, well, we already are. Oh, okay. <laughs> are you? Okay. I always start, I always start the recording before I tell anybody we start oh, the recording. Oh, yeah, all right, all right. So we can create context later. It's and you true. get really good stories before people even know it's they're being true. talked about. That's when they're most relaxed. So, so we are back. Check one, two. Yeah. Check one, two. We're, we're back. back. We're finally back after, I, what, what, it's like been a few a, months it's, it's been a hiatus for sure. So we're hanging out in the garage here in Cincinnati. We're up for Garage Brood. Um, we're at the Busted Knuckle garage with brian and aaron yep hello and i can't even like it's like it's aaron solano cox yeah. and then it's brian cox so we're in the, the cox garage some yeah, people yeah, yeah, write yeah. us brian solano cox too yeah, yeah. right i don't even know what the plural what's the plural of cox I don't, like is that coxon we are literally sitting in the garage. There's like a 50, or the 250s. There's an 80. There's a slash five over there. There's there's a cow or there's a, the enduro right here. The dual yeah. sport. The, I want to talk about the Craftsman mower set up for drifting. Focus, people. Focus. All right, so right. we stroll into town and we just happen to finally get a chance to hang out in the garage with these guys. <laughs> And it's a big deal because last year we came up to Garage Root and we were talking to Drew Faulkner and there's a lot of connective tissue with some other things yeah. we'll get into later, but... Um, That's the lost interview. There's just, yeah, there's a lot of things going on. I'm just really excited to be here and be back and doing this. We have a slightly different setup now. Um, so we're having drinks and stogies in the garage. But yeah. I understand there's a story about how you guys met with motorcycles. Is this, is well, this how we're going into this? So I can, I'll start a little bit with my family and then how it kind of just... Yeah. yeah. Okay, so my grandmother rode. My mother rode, which is the bike right here. I'll give I'll let you guys give okay. a description. The slash five? Yeah. The blue so, slash five yeah. with the sidecar. Yeah. <laughs> That's in excellent condition. That was your mother's? That's um, absolutely so beautiful. Is, we looked for this bike for a long time. Actually Tim Burke. Yeah. Okay, helped. Oh, yeah. He was kind of like um, Loved him. in our back. in our like you guys, I found another one yeah. for a while there. Um and we just had to wait for the right time. Right. So we really wanted a sidecar for our kids and we wanted, you know, and we had been looking for the exact make model color mm-hmm. of my mom's bike that she rode in her late teens, early twenties. Right. And when Brian found it and then the guy dropped it a ton of money. 
we drove up in one day to Michigan, picked it up, and came home. Like we so could not. So is it? No. It's it's the exact color, or is it the exact? No, it's bike. not her bike. I wish okay. it was. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes that happens. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. know. Like, yeah. you're gonna kick open a barn door, and all so, of a sudden you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but my grandmother oh. rode uh, BMW uh, mm-hmm. throughout her entire life, and then my mom rode. That was she never had a car. She she only started on a motorcycle and then drove to the na- literally learned how to ride in po- parking lot and then drove from I want to say Kansas City to Virginia to, and wow. she joined the Navy on her BMW. Wow. I know it's crazy. That's badass. So, I, I, I recently heard That's that. Badass. Like, you you start out riding in a parking lot alone. But then you quickly realize that you'll never be alone again because now you're on a motorcycle. So, right, so right, 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 right. So anyways, um, so my, and my dad wrote, my mom parents met in a motorcycle club in the Navy. And then um, I grew up around them. It was just always a part of my vernacular, right? Mm-hmm. And then so when Brian and I, Brian was um, on motorcycles our entire friendship. So we actually met when I was in junior high and he was in high school. And he was on motorcycles forever. Um, so I'll let you take it away from there. Well, my favorite trick when I was single was we, we had the same social circle. Whenever all of her girlfriends would come over, I had an 03 SB650. And I would throw girls on the back and take them for a ride, you know, just nonstop, like a car, you know, a circus right. event. But, um, you know, she was the last person to get on and stayed on. So yeah. Nice, so, nice, right. nice. I was yeah. like, I never want to smell another bitch's perfume in this world. <laughs> <laughs> it, seems like, it seems like the SV650 is like the bike that this oh, yeah. happens. Because I hear, like, friends of mine have just bought new, like, they're getting into racing again. So it's like the SV650. And then mm-hmm. I think then Crash, like, finally get rid of his, the Bumblebee SV650. Yeah. It's like, yeah. the SV650 is that, like, alluring machine that, like, I think it has. I think repeatedly. it's like a good, um, it's not too powerful. It's right. just the right amount. Right. When you're, especially when you're starting out, mm-hmm. so it's got enough of the badassery, enough torque, you know, but it's not insane. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's manageable. So I right. feel like because it's manageable, that's why it's a popular pick. So I'm going to segue into, yeah, absolutely. That's mm-hmm. a, it's yeah. accessible bike and it was a good all around uh, universal motorcycle. Right. You know, right. Do a lot of things, but, um, my, my family history, my dad bought a motorcycle when we lived in San Francisco in 78. So you remember the oil crisis, right? Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. So back then, people were looking for ways to get to work. So he bought a 78 CB400 Honda Hawk. You know, oh, a yeah. lot of people nice. ride that motorcycle because of the Comstar wheels. Right. But I, I like them. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, you know, he would get on his, his motorcycle. He put on work gloves. He had a full suit. You know, tie a white um, airy helmet, 1970s yeah, airy yeah. helmet, and he put his briefcase with the bungee cords on the back, and he rode to work. You know, every day trying to save gas. Distinguished so gentleman before it was cool. He yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. And dapper, dapper down, dapper yeah. down. <laughs> and I've got a wicked Ron Burgundy picture of him with a mustache oh. next to his forefinger. Oh, I wish yeah. we had that. That's yeah. Awesome. Um, nice. So growing up, when we moved to Cincinnati in this house, um, we had the the Honda was parked over there. Mm. And it had a, a windjammer fairing on it. Okay. You know, so that other classic 70s. Um, Purple uh, accessory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I never dressed up like Prince, but I, it's not too late. Uh, so when my parents got divorced, uh, my mom got the bike and she was intending to sell that for my, you know, some college funds and whatnot. But um, when she was gone and I was 13 years old, the bike would be sitting here and I'd have some of my guy friends over and they'd be like, let's start it up. So we get on this thing. I didn't know anything about riding a motorcycle. So they kickstart it and ride it. And then my buddy's like, can I take it for a ride? I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know. So he goes blasting up and down the street on this hawk. Comes back and he goes, your turn. I'm like, okay. So I get over. He goes, this is the clutch. Here's the brake. And I literally, 13 years old, you know, 
flip flop shorts. No <laughs> Literally helmet. like I, a crash course and yeah. Like, yeah. here, don't die. Bye. I drove out on the street, ran through the gears up and down, yeah. and came back and I had the biggest smile on my face and I figured I was gonna die. Like my mom's gonna figure out we were riding this bike. Yeah. She never knew until later. Yeah. But that was my first exposure to learning how to ride a bike was literally getting on a motorcycle. In this house, in this neighborhood, yeah. on wow. this street. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Wow. Um, so yeah, later and you, on, you knew you were done after that. You're like, nope, that, that's, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm hooked for life. It's, it's It takes one time. It does. And then in, in the late 90s, I was working as an engineer at Honda, so we were building the Goldwing engines um, up there on the manufacturing floor. With oh, Honda sweet. Nice. So nice. I got to work with, with Honda and the, and the race team. I was an engineer with the factory race team and got to drive and be that cool. guys and stuff. But And he likes um, to pretend that our Honda is a race car. It's a standard transmission. I don't know if you guys saw it when you drove up. But I'm a Honda guy. <laughs> Everything's a race car. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I, I got, uh, when I was living in Pickle, Ohio, I got on um, a Shadow 1186 was my dad's he gave to me. Yeah. And then that was my first motorcycle. All right, I got I to gotta stop you right here about the, sure. about the I'm a Honda guy. Yeah. Not, not necessarily motorcycles. Yeah. I'm not, oh, I'm not a hot. Okay, so the Honda Accord <laughs> was built here in Ohio for a while. Correct. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I had a 1992 Honda Accord wagon. Yep. Five speed. Woo! Very. And I, hard to find. And, and I sold it for money. Oh. Oh. Not I mean, for I, money. These fingers uh, and blow, man. Make it uh, work. I know it. I know it. Oh, that was my favorite car I've ever owned, and to this day, I regret selling it. Oh, my God. Anyway. Rick! Get that story. I mean, it was literally built right up the street. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. so hey, sorry about that. Had no, no, that's okay. But, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the neat thing about the company was I think 98% of, of the content that went into the, the motorcycles, they were building the Shadows and the right, uh, right. Goldwing at Marysville as well. Right, right. And, uh, in fact, this one behind you was built in Marysville. Okay, uh, okay. But 98% of their components came from the United States. Yeah. So the only thing that came from Japan was on the Valkyrie where the chrome um, plating and covers for the motor. Really? Because it was an exposed flat six, right? Yeah. Goldwing had bearings around it. But yeah. that was really right. all that came from, from uh, Japan. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We, we cast our own crankshafts, machined everything in-house. Um, That's amazing. Wow. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. That's everything amazing. Everything was built That's amazing. From, and then came to the center of the plant where they had three um, manufacturing That's so lines. cool. You should get us a tour. Oh, I can. I still. I know. I mean, we're yeah. like we were gonna go hang out with some friends that Brian worked with. They tried to get us to go up to like a party recently, and we didn't make it for one reason or another. Well, if, if you do, let us know. That would be so That would be That would be great. They, just to see the manufacturing plant and yeah. meet the people who put them I mean, together. It's, it's hallowed ground. Oh, you know, yeah. it, it is. I mean, it's, if, you know, you all are motorcycle people. You understand. For 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 motorcycle people, motorcycles are way more than just machines. What, oh, what was oh. your first clue? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Harley Motors, and we downsized. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Schwinn I know. Isn't pay. that funny? Schwinn. <laughs> oh, God. I'm yeah, a Schwinn so, person, too. Don't give me your Schwinns now. Oh, my God. So now, now, back. Yeah. So, currently. Well, yeah, the World Sport. I got yeah. a couple of World Sports that have been turned into track. That, was my, thir- that was my 13th birthday present. Oh, oh, we're never going to win this town. Yeah, so much for me actually getting rid of my 83 Goldwing that I have sitting in the garage at home. Like, <laughs> somebody gave me an 83 Goldwing, and I'm like, what am I going to do with this moose of a bike? And I'm moose. Like, Love on it. I'm like, yeah. strip it down, put some weird side bags on it, yeah. and just ride it into the sunset yeah. with knobby yeah. tires. Because yeah. that's what you do with a giant <laughs> bike. Yeah. The bike takes up like an entire car space. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you know how many old Volkswagens <laughs> I can put in that one spot? Four <laughs> smart cars. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's crazy. Yeah, I have an 83 sitting at home. I'm yeah, I guess it's not leaving now because now I have a story to go with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. 
I mean, I feel like in a lot of those, uh, a lot of these bikes, I mean, they're more than just, I don't know, like this, they have a story. Oh, yeah. Like, Every bike is, has a story. It does. Mm -hmm. So, like, this bike, we're, I would be so hard-pressed to ever sell it. It's my mom's. Right. You right. know what I mean? Like, if I could get my dad, so my dad passed away when I was 25. Mm -hmm. If I could get his last bike, I would. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, what did he have, like a, um, a Harley? Uh, Roadglide or something like that? No, no. I think it was a, um, oh, what the hell? I can't remember off the yeah. top of my head. Um, but I, you know, and then this is Brian's dad's. That's bike, cool. That he, you know? And then, like, for our kids, I mean, when Carson, when our, when our almost 15-year-old, when he goes to college, chances are, I don't think I'm going to let him take that one, but he might take that one over <laughs> right, there. Right, right, you know right, what exactly. I mean? Like, exactly, it's like, exactly. Um, it's, it's, so we, we are looking to definitely in the season for upgrades for our two older boys, for sure. I don't know what we're going to do back here. We, we're thinking about... Um, Selling that one and all right, you got a poor Kawasaki back there. It's like a sea of Hondas. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like I no, know. I'm I'm green and I'm mean and I'm over here. I know. You know. So I feel like we may uh, sell that one and get two bikes out of that one almost. Yeah, like because it's no, you don't think so. So sad. You emotionally yeah. you're you're emotionally unavailable for Kawasaki. Is that what it is? <laughs> he's, he's got what a half dozen Kawasaki's sitting in his basement in boxes. Yeah, we'll go with half dozen. We'll go. <laughs> Twice as many when you could have gone with an even dozen, but the, you know, I mean. <laughs> but so let me let me finish this story. Brian and okay. I got married, um, and we were not spring chickens, and so we started a family right away. What are you like, twenty four? Oh, no, I was thirty, and he was thirty three. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So, Sorry, a little dust on the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so we Carson came pretty quick, and then Brian sold the uh, six fifty. That's yeah. He was like, we're parents now. We have to do this. And I literally couldn't watch him do that. And I didn't write at the time. You shed tears. I, it was actually really tough. I'm like, well, now we're just parents. I'm like, now what? Right. <laughs> right, right, right. I was like, no, you now know. buy a minivan and go to the grocery. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But it was, oh my. But it was, it was really hard for me. Because prior to this, I was a flight attendant. I was traveling everywhere. Right. Like, I was never, like, and then we got married. And I was home with the baby. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. hell with this shit. So yeah. we had... We got a bike pretty, it was pretty quick that Brian started getting me up on dirt bikes because I was like, I don't, I don't I, But there's you know, a why behind we, we did that. You asked it? me questions about. Oh, I was, I was like nine months pregnant with my second son. They're very close in age. And I remember I was like, Brian, how do you do it? Well, you know, he showed me at least two times at that point. I showed a few times. But, you know. <laughs> but I was. <laughs> we were talking about motorcycles. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> just checking. Just clarifying. Yeah. And so I just remember I was like getting ready to deliver our second son, and I was like, "Tell me how." And he and we were like, on a motorcycle. Oh, no, 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 no. We were like, we were sitting. How to shift? You were, oh, you were on the way to the hospital to deliver. Yeah, it was that okay. close. I'm, just, I'm like, show me how to do this, you know. And he was he was walking me through it, and then it was, it was a minute after Javier was born that Brian got he showed up with a dirt bike, and then nice. that was it. I mean, the nice. first time I rode, we went over to this little track over in Fairfield, mm -hmm. and I was ramping. I was trying to get airtime, and I didn't even know what I was doing. Right, right. And the right. second time I rode, I knocked myself the fuck out because I jumped this thing that I had no idea what I was doing, and then yeah. I knocked. I literally we, saw stars. We took her to Haspen Acres on the Super <laughs> MX course. Oh, and she got on the CRF 100. <laughs> oh my God! And didn't know that the throttle was modulatable. You know, yeah. that's a word. That, yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. that was that was a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. So we're talking like 14 years ago at yeah. this point. And I, but I, 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 all I knew was that I loved it. Yeah. And I wanted to know how to do it. So I, I knocked myself out 
And then our, Brian's friend came around the corner and he was like, oh my God, are you okay? Yeah. I'm like, I'm okay. So I was not, I had a concussion the whole day. Oh yeah. And I almost puked, but I, we rode like- But you rode for three more hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you know, it was so, and that was kind of the start of like uh, the love relationship. And then after that, I was the driving force. I, I feel like for a, I feel like- Well, it's, yeah, it, it, the, the script, has, script has been flipped. Yeah. With, you know, the traditional stereotype of the guy has to sell his bike when he gets married, which I fell into that idea. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. I got to be responsible and growing up, right, right? right? And then little did I know that my wife was more of a daredevil than I was. And right. deep down inside, it just needed to come out. Right, right. So here we are. I've owned more, more, more motorcycles in my life than I ever had when I was single, which is like, what the heck? And I got kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and I think I mentioned before. The rule with our boys, because uh, we have videos of them as toddler, I mean infants yeah. on motorcycles. The second, as soon as they could pedal a regular bicycle mm -hmm. and they could balance, we would get them on a bike. So yeah. our older two were three when they got on their 50s. Or we had like a, what did we have, the, like a 40? The first bike we bought was for Carson was, was um, it was a JR50. It was a oh. 79 or 78, and I bought it at Mid-Ohio when I was up there. Oh, that's nice. right. That's right. Yeah. I think the last time I remember you guys being in Mid-Ohio with the whole crew, like, oh, that was so somebody was on the back of this bike with Aaron, and she would pull up to the campground, and then they would all, like, in unison, get stuck in the mud, and then just go <laughs> plop and fall over. <laughs> okay, okay, and I'd have to, like, set my beer down and, like, run out and, like, prop everybody back up, and I'm like, okay, ready? And they would just take off. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that was really, so that was... Prob our boys, they actually had fun stories they wanted because they remember you from the Mud Brothers. They loved the time. That was You're welcome. Of, that was so fun. <laughs> yeah. It was so fun. And then we got some great videos of them. Really, like, just that was kind of when they adopted, like, their own passion and love. Right, 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 right. And um, our youngest is, you know, he's still a little timid. Our youngest um, biological son, excuse yeah. me, because we have two more. Yeah. We just got our eight-year-old daughter on a bicycle last weekend nice. which means yeah yep. <laughs> internal combustion's next yes. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway um yeah so we miss it as a family because during covid oh my gosh our boys didn't even miss a beat we bought a camper yeah. and we were gone every weekend every yep. other weekend riding and oh man we had so much fun yeah that was a good yeah. time that was yeah, great yeah. for sure yeah i could use another covid year i don't know about you no. I can totally use another whole year of catching up, and I'm like, I can just close the door and go to the garage. Oh, yeah. Just be like, everybody yeah. leave me alone. And like, you know, the timing for, for us, yeah. it didn't, we didn't feel any impact from that yeah. uh, until really the economy started to go like this. Yeah. So, but during COVID time, like, we caught uh, really great deals before inflation hit. Mm -hmm. We got a great deal in our camper, and yeah. we just took off. Our boys probably would be like, when they tell their stories, Otherwise, might be a little envious because right. they were we were really fortunate, you yeah, know, yeah. during that season. Mm -hmm. We rode more than we ever had. Carson, oh, our oldest son, he's like every other day. He's like, when are we gonna go ride again? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, and You're raising them right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> you know, sure. So. You're like, see, kids, if you teach you to ride motorcycles, you don't have money for drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Right, I, told, I know. Yeah, I, I told the guy I work with. I said, I said, yeah, if you get into, if you go down this rabbit hole, there's no coming out, and you're not going to have any money for anything. Nope. Right. I was right. Like, but you'll be in the safe. You're totally safe. Right. Yeah. 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 That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh shit. And you'll have more so, friends you've ever thought you would ever have. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, totally it's, different. You're only um, alone one time in the parking lot. Yeah. It's so great. Like so. Like uh, yeah. So we miss it, and, and it's just a season because I'm in school. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. So for sure. we for just sure. we can't wait to light it up again. And, 
Um, so let's talk about some of these bikes. Sure. Uh, all right, how do we want to do this? We go from biggest to smallest. We're going to go alphabetical by color oh, displacement. No. And <laughs> all right, I, I got a chart by the way. I, 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 it, yeah, ready to get the spreadsheet out. For those of you that are following along, we're on page four. <laughs> and you're going to need some sharpies uh, on a flowchart. All right, so I, I'm debating which of the two step threes we should start with. Uh, I'm a Suzuki guy, so tell us about your little Suzuki step through so over there. Okay, well, technically the Craftsman's a step through. Hello. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, riding mower doesn't count. That's true. So, all right, you have a blue, what is this? This, the, this a, is a little F Suzuki 50cc? FA50. FA50, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that bike was, was bought as a scooter round for Mid-Ohio. Okay. And okay. I didn't have one a few years ago. So a gentleman in, um, I want to say Hyde Park was selling it. And we went out one cold, rainy day, and I think he was asking 300 And he had a couple of mopeds. And so I got on it, and I went to test ride it. And this is a lesson that I always have to continue to remind myself is when you test ride someone else's motorcycle, you can't guarantee that it's as well maintained right. as your standards, right? As right. you want it to be. So I'm going down the street and the front end's wobbling like crazy. I'm like, what the heck? So I come back and I find out that um, all the spokes on the front wheel were loose. Yeah. You know, so this wheel was just doing this. Yeah. On, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Squishy. So I came back home and I think I put about 350 bucks in it, went through all the electrics, got it back to stock. Um, and that's, it's just a fun little, you know, smiles right around the neighborhood. Oh yeah. Strap a milk crate to it and go through the swap meet. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> and I think I got Erin yeah. on video actually riding it because she is not a scooter person. No. You know, but there, she smiled. I love scooters. I mean, I like, I, you know, I've got a Triumph, but I also like scooters too. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay, have, then you have, have, you have a pook. I have two yeah. like CT70s and they're like, they're fun. It's that sketchy part where you're like, I don't really want to go faster because I think I'm going to die, yeah. but I want to go faster <laughs> yeah, right, because right, it's so right. small. Right. Right, you know. Okay, then you have a Pook. What year Pook is that? I think that's an 82. Okay. And that, we bought that for Carson. So when he turned 14, he got his permit. Yeah. So you can get a permit and a license to ride. In Ohio. But it has Do to you need a license? Well, you need well, a you need a <laughs> right on the street. You know, so. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yes, we always need a license. Yes, yes. right, right. <laughs> yes. So, but Carson, um, you know, he could ride on the street and be licensed, and we thought it was really cool. Yeah. So, it took a few times to get his temps, and then once he did, I mean, he loves it. It's so fun. Yeah, like, yeah, He yeah. just scoots around on that thing, and um, so Javier's coming up here. He's on, he'll be 14 in six months, which is crazy. Yeah, he's on deck. All right, I'm going to need name tags and some sort of flow chart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, then yeah. you have a little bitty Honda back over in the corner. Is that a 50 cc as well? Yeah, it's a 50. Okay. So we, uh, we had a couple 50s. We sold one, but they are the best party favors. You have to have like a 50 or something. In you do, garage. you yeah. do, you do. So like whether it's garage brood, slow races, just stupid shit, like ramping, whatever. I, you have to have like a little, so we won't, it doesn't matter if we never have kids again in this house, we're yeah. still going to keep that. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> so, so much fun. Yeah. The, oh, fabulous, yeah. the fabulous 50. Yeah. Yep, right. Yeah. Fabulous 50. So um, for, for these next two right here, these are 110s. Okay. Um, and those are newer technology. They're actually fuel injected, Ooh. which is really nice. So the electric and kickstart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, oh, okay. we got those. Kicks, they we had, oh, a kickstart fuel yeah. injected. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So nice. um, those were actually great investments. I will be mm -hmm. hard pressed to sell those too. Right. But we had, some, we had them for our business. Okay. Um, and um, <coughs> just, <coughs> <coughs> sorry, sorry, is plug? That's a that's a shameless plug there. <laughs> <laughs> we did, yeah. Right now, it's right now, right now. My business is statistics all day, but 
eventually um that we'll get, was so we'll get that. fun we'll get to that we're over we're, we're getting to that yeah yeah, yeah. here but, comes the roller coaster it's coming yeah <laughs> and then um you know the reality is that hondas are such tanks that mm. we'll, like literally we what did we like two days ago it was like boom right away oh, first got, kick boom. i got the hundred out and just turned on the it, gas kicked like, it and went right yeah and um they're great pit bikes so like anything oh, yeah. Anything from a campground to mid-Ohio. Mm -hmm. And and the reality is if you sold those bikes, what are you gonna get? Right, exactly. Like a dollar. Yeah. Why the the value of having them when right. you are when you love it, like it just doesn't make sense. That's why I stopped selling stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm just it's a collector. Accumulate. Yeah. <laughs> I've, had, I've had better fun in that thing where you know, like, oh I could sell this and get, you know, say five hundred bucks. Well, uh, I could have way more than five hundred dollars for the fun. Oh, it's so yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and like um, this one has a lot of people who love and hate this. I actually love this bike. I'm never going to give it away, ever. We are never going to sell this bike. This is a 230. Um, they don't make them anymore. Um, and I, I am a huge, huge fan. I'm so bummed. This is probably, in my opinion, after getting women on bikes for a long time, um, and even young, like my 14-year-old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This has a great seat height for a new rider, and I understand that there is a push for a very high seat height. Right. This is this thing has rid. I've gone to on Buffalo Mountain with this thing. Yeah, I've done so, and and it's so great. When I was working the business, um, this was my pit bike. Yeah, and it's just big enough that it can you can carry some weight. I mm -hmm. can go two up, and I could have saddlebags and a whole bunch of shit. Like it was amazing yeah. how much I could put on here. And, and people um, people well, underestimate the two hundreds. Oh, any yeah, oh. I've got a, I've got a TW two hundred, and oh. people underestimate those all the time. They're great. Yeah, yeah they are um, great. And this is, I bet if I I bet if I turn that key, it would start right up. And, and you could like, still do 50, 55 miles an hour. Yes. Yeah. Easily. So yeah, this you is can a move great on those, little bike. Um, it, even just putting around town mm -hmm. locally, yeah. absolutely love this bike. This bike has been through so much, and I love it. And that's got actually Hollywood fame to it. Oh, oh it does. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Wait, wait, <laughs> heard this story. Oh, uh, now what is this Hollywood fame? So we actually. We got a, like, I think Tim, it was maybe Tim. Tim Burke connected us with a, um, a producer for Cincinnati, Film Cincinnati. Uh -huh. And they were filming a movie called Killing of a Sacred Deer with Nicole Kidman. And yeah. um, I forget that, who the yeah. other gentleman was. He, he's uh, a Colin kind of, Farrell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was okay. all shot here in Cincinnati. And so they were looking for a dirt bike, a, a dual sport, to use in the film. And what's the kid's name who wrote uh, it? Who's Barry now Keoghan, who's a... An actor that was in—he's um, in Marvel movies now. Yeah, okay. he's yeah. like a—he's like a superhero uh, huh. in Marvel. But he, Barry rode my bike on the. In the so they, cool. I had a CRF yeah. 250 at the time, and they took both down. The actor rode both, and he mm -hmm. preferred the 230. So if you look, if you watch the movie, yeah, there are several scenes where he's riding with the actress on the back of this through downtown Cincinnati. Right. So that's the bike. That, yeah, cool. that's yeah. the motorcycle. Yeah. So what was really funny was. We were, you know, when somebody's like, hey, I want to rent your bike for a film, you're like, fuck you. Yeah. No, you, right. you're whatever. They're like, no, we're serious. So one day they came, we signed a contract, they put it up on a, on a, what, a step tow truck, a step truck. And, and we said goodbye. And we're like, well, we either just gave our bike away <laughs> or they're at, and they, they used it for the film. And then we ended up going to go to the, the set and hang out with everyone. It was oh, so that's really fun. Cool. It was oh, nice. just. And like Nicole Kidman was like there hanging we out. We wound up with what? Nicole Kidman in her I, in her underwear, so to speak, yeah. in the basement <laughs> of a house in Hyde Park. Wow, it was, three of it was so <laughs> fun. So that yeah, so that one is actually in the film. It was so much fun. Um, what else have we got? So we have a really good friend, and I think we're gonna buy that bike from them. The one, the far back. That's another two thirty. Another two thirty. Yeah, um, you know when our boys go to school. Because you need three of every bike, right? Yes. Yeah, right. Well, yes. and, and we're two thirds of the way there. <laughs> yep, you're on your way. I mean, so anybody out there has got a two thirty. That's right. Let us know. Hit us up. Well, and our and the since our boys 
I don't know what we're going to do for cars, but when they go to school or whatever they decide, that's just a great bike to have. It is. Cars like, from Mars. Nobody needs cars. Yeah. Yeah. Like too many. So, yeah, my, my kids are taking uh, scooters and motorcycles to Bloomington. They're going to go to Bloomington yeah. next year. So that's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not going to have a car. No. You don't need one. Yeah. And, and this is great to get around and mm-hmm. whatever. They're, this will be perfect for them. And so, you'll be that cool kid on campus with the motorcycle. It's so yeah. That's <laughs> true. It was funny the other day. So I'm at UC right now and, yeah. um, at a local university. And um, I, was, I was leaving the other day, and it was a really nice day out. And I saw one kid on a 650. And I saw him riding up in the middle of campus, and then there was like a bunch of girls. And all of a sudden, he's like, and I'm like, oh my god. I, like, I love it so much. And I'm in my car, which I, I was driving my Honda. Yeah. But I was like, just, just wait a minute, buddy, because I'm going to ride back to campus when it warms up a little bit more. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we have our our uh, our green friend back here. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, the you mean this? Yeah, it's like the it's like the poor little orphan Kawasaki in the corner. <laughs> you know, we're not completely prejudiced. I mean, we've had every brand of motorcycle in our garage: BMW, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, mm-hmm. Italian. We had a beta. I know, but it's like Kawasaki. You go sit in the corner and think about what you've done. It's just like crammed <laughs> over against the wall. I'm just like I'm tearing up over here. The like the problem with out. the Kawasaki, it's obnoxious. It's loud and blows blue smoke. They're finicky. Well, what? I mean, oh my god. <laughs> So it's a fun bike, actually. So Drew Faulkner is an amazing influencer, and if you guys ever have an opportunity to really talk to him, he is probably one of the most amazing, consequential people. Yeah, um, we, we have talked to him. He's, he's, he's a really so good guy. Yeah. Shout out for Drew, like, yeah. okay, Drew, call me, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, hands down, like, he's he's super super cool. We got to um, sit with him on part of his YouTube channel last year. And I mean, he does the red the the Red River Scramble. Mm-hmm. I always mess up the name. Um, we didn't make it this year, but I'm hoping that we'll be able to go down. And, but like he and his wife are two of the most amazing people that I think I've ever met at a motorcycle show. Like, yeah, his just his whole like mantra, his whole mission, and what he does and how he does it to prepare for that yeah. that 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 ride mm-hmm. is a whole like therapeutic tool that we could talk oh, for, for hours. Sure. Yes. I mean, so what? And the good thing. So since I'm going to going into psychology to be a psychologist, the thing about Drew that I really appreciate is. He is such a well thought out individual. It's more yeah. he can take he can humanize our our love for our bikes, if right. that makes sense. Oh, yeah, like yeah. he brings such an element to them where yeah. I'm like He is I'm very like, meticulous yes, yes. and methodical when he mm-hmm. does it and I'm just like, you know, if my brain worked a hundred <laughs> yeah, percent like right. that, yeah, that's right. funny. I would be dangerous. Like uh, yeah, he's but so that's how we ended up buying a fifty five hundred dollar bike because Drew Faulkner's like you should do yeah. this. He, can, he convinced uh, us to get into the KXCR series. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, and so a, okay. And this is what I'll say. This is what had happened. This is the sound of the bus. Here it comes. Yeah, <laughs> right under it, just out. You know. Um, our first time that we went with our son. Um, I think that, uh, so first of all, the circuit that we were a part of, I think is still developing somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went with our whole family. It rained two inches, three inches yeah. the night before. Overnight. Yeah. Um, so I already, already you guys know. Yeah. Um, and I was also, I also tried. Clay City, Kentucky. And so, oh, uh, see, there's a place. So down on the Daniel Boone Backcountry Byway? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It it's, those are my people. <laughs> so my Carson yeah. raced. So what, what really happened was we had bought that, but we hadn't, it was so early in the season, it was like March, beginning of March or yeah. something. He hadn't really had a chance to ride that, and honestly, he hadn't ridden a two-stroke with that kind of power. Yeah. And it was like, so we went ahead and brought a bunch of bikes, just in case. He ended up riding, not with these tires, Kent. What got on us? He gave us so much shit because he we got we put him on this bike, 
with bald tires. <laughs> oh, the 100. Yeah. 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 I've done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I've sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I've done it. And Kent was like, what the fuck did you do to this kid? Like, they were knobbies at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Nobby-ish. Yeah. They were sloppy nubs at that point. That's right. But he didn't, he didn't give up. Yeah. He was going up. He was everything. Like, and so at this point, he's like, it was such a mess. And there was actually a big accident with one of the kids and everything on this. And then we actually, the kids really, they didn't really have um, designated rules at the time that on the, there was like a, help me out, babe, the center between the campers. Oh, like, the, the uh, pit area. There was okay, like a yeah, pit yeah, area. Yeah, okay. The kids were warming up. And the problem is that when you get really good kids on two strokes with very inexperienced kids, yeah. and there's no traffic, there's, so kids were like, boom. So Carson was one of them. Yeah. Um, he was oh, on no. one of the bikes and another kid hit him so hard. He, the other kid flew off and did two, three, like I want to say two, three sixties and landed. Wow. And then Carson, thank God, he missed his leg. This peg could have gone right into, but he, the kid totally busted. The rear brake was bent 180 degrees backwards. From oh, the yeah, no. so yeah, it was, it, um, wow. and, and yeah. so the only thing I'll say um, is they've, they've grown a lot. Yeah. So if we did it now, it would be a different experience because right. you know you grow through the growing pains, and that's how you become a good, mm-hmm. you know, inviting, and people feel safe to be a part of it because there is a safety, yeah. Yeah. an element. Um, but I will say we had gotten that we did that that one time, and it was it was really tough. Um, and I think um, that was also 2021. Yeah. And life was picking back up, and yeah. all of a sudden everybody's making up every funeral, every wedding, every yeah. shower that they missed in 2020. Right. And I think that we just didn't have a chance to get back out. Um, yeah. So we, we hung on to it because Carson's like, I really don't want you to sell that. Like, he loves right. it. Oh, that's good. Well, see, there's a training ground for stuff like this, and you have to go. Uh, it's called Mud, Ohio. Mud, Ohio. It's yes. like the sloppiest, most ridiculous place on the planet. Um, Mud, Ohio. But How come every one of our podcasts evolve into talking I'm about I'm telling you. Because it's truly. It is. Um, you, need to go to Ripper's, you need to go to Ripper's Row and just let them go around the barrels a bunch oh. of times and that dodge a side by side, a golf cart, um, three girls on the mini bike, the, yeah. dentist, the, the unicorn girls. Like, it's crazy. But yes, like, bury a, a motorcycle, a dirt bike in the mud at mid Ohio, and you will learn more things about yourself than you actually think you know like I it's i would ridiculous. agree yeah. yeah oh yeah it was like and, and you know what all roads lead back to mid-ohio if people oh, really did. understood how much fun it is yeah. like we dream every year it is the biggest discussion last year we came this close this close to going but i can't i think it's just i think it was like we had just sold our camper we're yeah. like where are we gonna stay and yeah. Yeah. Why don't you, you go from you, our you call people head? from yeah. louisville and yeah. say make me a hole and we, <laughs> have, <laughs> maybe we hole. got you we got well, you. I, we like, always have room for you guys I think, like, well and this year i think what we might do is run a camp i mean we're, we're pros at camper at, yeah. the, at campering if yeah. you will like yeah. we loved it it, we talk, we look at conversion vans every other day yeah, on yeah. how, like, we could just get this piece of shit and go, you know what yeah, I mean, and yeah. go again. Um, so that I feel like that's probably going to happen. I feel like that this year. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, because we missed it so much. We have other friends that are like, why can't, why aren't you going? Like, yeah, so you there's know? a nice deal. And, and you know, um, when I was looking at how to make that more of an experience, the first time my entire family came with me, because years right. prior, I would mm-hmm. go up with the guy friends, right? Yeah. Um, and they, there's a RV rental place in mm-hmm. Mansfield, I think. Yeah, and yeah. The Captain Rose has RV there. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah so yeah, we yeah. did that deal, and yeah. for you know, it was wasn't cheap, but for 900 bucks, we had four days of a it's brand cheaper, new. It's cheaper than uh, paying payments and having to sit it, in your driveway. Exactly. The experience. I have to be honest. Like, I don't. I don't even want to downplay 
how much how worth it it is. Oh yeah. It is so much fun. Like that nine hundred dollars is like a vacation. It feels oh, yeah. like a vacation when you're there. I know people yeah. are like, really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I loved it. It was so fun. And that fun. was the year Mary McGee was oh, one of that the was such um, a great time. Yeah. Uh, keynote speakers. And yeah. So the, I remember that. One. We reached out to her and uh, was it Maggie, the AMA president? Yeah, and Maggie and yeah. um, Mary uh, Mary McGee and then Ruth, my friend, Ruth, yes. from so the West Coast. Somehow we, we connected with them, it was and then so <clears throat> Aaron would make. You know, she's an excellent cook, so she made. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the RV, and yep. and Mary came over for lunch one day, and then she goes, "I want to come back for dinner." And then she brought all her friends. And then and she then, wanted to come back for breakfast the next morning. <laughs> that, like, was, that was me a lot. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> why, why are you not there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. right. So, but it was so fun because um, Maggie was so great. Too. She's great. Yeah, she they, was the president. Ruth and Maggie yeah, were, yeah, we're just so great. much fun. Yeah. We had the best time. So, like, I still have great relationships with all of them. I miss them terribly. Yeah. And um, I think. Is it Maggie going to be at Chad's? I think so. Um, what What is his? Um, help me. Oh, it's um, Waylon Wayne. Waylon Wayne. Not Have you Chad. guys been to Waylon Wayne? Uh, no. <gasps> oh, uh, you guys need to go to that. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to do. Okay, here, uh, you guys, we're going to sit. How do you? Come on, man. You guys got to get with the program. Oh, yeah. Well, every, every weekend we're sold, <laughs> you know? It's, it's, uh, it's, oh, it's oh the calories care with the program. The calories full. This is the program. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I brought all the guns. I mean, you're only seeing one right now. There's no one coming. There's no one coming. You guys want to do. The thing is that Chad's. Chad's rally and Drew's rally run back-to-back weekends. Right. I think that is the biggest challenge for people to navigate because they are hours away from each other. Mm-hmm. You're marketing to the same crowd. Yeah. And, right. and it's really hard to choose because yeah. you've got two different styles of writing. You have mm-hmm. two different areas. And um, they both do an amazing job. Yeah. So you're like, shit, like I'm just going to have to fucking take two weeks off. Yeah. And yeah. go to rallies, you know, right, and that's right, right. really what it's like. But this one's really great too. Like Chad does an amazing job. So Chad is it down in Kentucky? Is it? Where is it? It's in Wayne National Forest. Wayne National Forest. Oh, here we go. There was a, a local college that they used this for the first time this last year that allowed them to have RVs and a camping, a larger camping area. And there was right. like horseback riding. Like it was yeah, much massive. more family centric. It was yeah, that's so nice. like if you have um, what I think is really cool is that Chad did open the door for family. Mm-hmm. So, like, it sounds like, I mean, so you can bring your smaller children, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who want to go and bring their kids, mm-hmm. they can get their experience, like, t- like just putting around. That's how they right. start. You right. know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And they get comfortable in those settings. And I think that that is great for Gen Z, for Alpha Generation, which yeah. is, you know, our kids. Yeah. So that might open the door for us, even up this year, because I'll be done with my first... Yeah piece of academia which yep. is the hardest right now <laughs> so um so there's a lot of good stuff yeah. that, that's been growing um yeah. you know Waylon Wayne started out as a small a little group tiny of, thing group yeah. of uh, uh riders that got together that, that Chad had this vision and he, he put that together and then over time um we got drawn into it mm-hmm. and started bringing some people in and it, it grew to be more of a again uh something a larger event family-centric for folks that, that right. want to bring their kids and um, you know and you could say uh, Red River Scramble has the same uh, I think it has the same feel and same it, feel the, the, the thing with Red River Scramble is it's it's all the things right it's, du- it's a dual sport it started and I think it still is a dual sport considered a dual sport rally because yes you go yeah. yes road mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're on like the best Kentucky trail then you're yeah. back on the road mm-hmm. and it's beautiful 
It's so well, and he like maps out, I think, different um, difficulty levels, yep. different yeah. like, territories. So he does a really good like, job of yeah. like good scouting. If, right. you're, if you're like you know, mm-hmm. if you're an A rider, then go like that this way. way. If you're, you're, yeah. you're you know, if you're back in the pack, go this way, or you can go on road, off road. I mean, all he the does, things. he does so, all the epic details of that yeah. ride. It's, it's crazy. It may, he tries to make it as easy and attainable as right. possible for the new rider. For the experienced writer um, and for everything in between. Something for everybody. Yeah, yeah. that's right. what I, I yeah. see that. And yeah. then I think Chad does the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. especially when he moved it, um, I, I really encourage you guys to try to hit at least a day of each of these. Like, it's yeah. just yeah. Um, you go, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of great grassroots, and I feel like who's these are the people who are really making it possible to grow the industry. In my opinion, yeah. Yeah. do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the weird thing about it, we just came from an industry show. And oh, and what was that like? Uh, superstar. It was awesome. Oh, it, it was cool. It, where it where was, cool. was it? Uh, in Louisville. It was in Louisville. Yeah, um, it, was, uh, it was... A good friend of ours got us a couple of media passes. Um, thank Jackie. you, Jackie. Yeah, Jackie. Thank hey, Jackie. Jackie, Jackie, Jackie Mitchell, yeah. your birthday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, a limited show. Um, thank you, Biltwell. Thank you, Motion Pro. Um, uh, you know, we, we just got to walk through and just see what's happening in the industry. I mean, even though we're oh, not dealers, but, what? Oh, but I like Icon, we t- I mean, we had great conversations with Icon, you know, these companies that have been around for a while, they've, they've kind of revamped some of how they're making their gear, mm-hmm. their helmets, the, just all the things that go into motorcycling. And, and it was a small so show cool. in comparison. Yeah, it was a Parts Unlimited yeah, uh, um, it turns dealer out, show um, is kind of what it was. Okay. Yeah, uh, it turns out... Um, the, the founder of Biltwell, who is an amazing, amazing dude. He's kind of all over the map. He's a, as a friend of Apparently. another f- uh, friend of ours from Louisville, and it's it's crazy. He's an old BMX guy. So yeah, it's oh, BMX. Oh. Uh, yeah, so um, they are generously have, have agreed to Did send me. Open that door and get some heat from the house. Um, to send me a new helmet. Um, I, I totally thrashed the one after I went down on the freeway. At the oh. wreck. So they um, uh, they are in the process of sending me a new one. So we're gonna do that, but. It was just really cool to be sort of industry, but not industry. So we were there on the media ticket, which was super cool, but we got to finally like walk around and, and just get the feel, like feel like what this. Um, you read my, I love you. Uh, roses, <laughs> yes. So the bourbon's flowing. So, I know, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm gonna hit that. I was gonna say, hey baby, I ain't scared. So, Thank you, sir. Okay. Is this you? Okay, that's a funky shaped glass. Wow. Uh, do you that's know what, mother? Oh. This wasn't. I should have given you. Oh, I am so into barware. You have no clue. Uh, oh, yes. I'll give you a throw of the barware. <laughs> so, I collect mid-century modern barware. Oh, I'm such oh a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. I'm telling you. All right. So okay. yes, the rest of your anyway, it's coming. Sorry, it's coming. We're, uh, we're just gonna tra- we're just gonna I'm just gonna shift. We're gonna go to third gear. Right, you're using go. the clutch or you power shift? No, I'm I'm just jamming this in. Okay. Right, right, right. So we're going uphill. Okay. Let's talk. Okay. All right, so come on. No, we had a. So come on. What's the question? Let's talk about the company because I'm okay. staring at the Womo plate here. Right. You okay. Are. So when I stumbled into motorcycles the garage brood show there's aaron up on stage being the mc for garage brood and i'm like that is the hottest woman in here no i would agree uh, she's totally so yeah. anyway so like later down the road they're like i'm taking photos i'm throwing stuff up online and, and i'll never forget like i'm walking to the bar i'm like i get another beer one year it was like two or three years down the road aaron comes around she's like oh my god it's rob and i'm like who is this how do i know this beautiful woman and it's brian and aaron and i'm like how do you even know who I am? I'm a nobody. I'm a nobody with a camera, oh, and and somehow or another, I felt like I, I felt like you 
were always around. So I was always taking photos and like throwing stuff up on Leuven. So these two guys are part of the Leuven family. If you if you don't know them, you need to know them. They're two of the greatest people on the planet. And at the time, you had is it just it's Womo, right? It's just Womo, so, but you're gonna have to yeah. correct me on the the acronym because yeah. I've I kind of fumble it a yeah. little bit. So it's women's off-road moto, and and it's a funny you know I think like when we started so every even though it's women um brian and i are a team so i wanted i want to preface and say he'll probably have a lot to say too because we couldn't do it without each other right mm -hmm. everything that we Absolutely. do um and we just complement each other i feel like so just um when we started womo um you know i loved writing dirt and so what brian did was he bought me a gift in 2016 he took. He flew me down to Johnny X. Johnny, Johnny X. Lewis. Johnny Lewis. Oh, can you, do you need me to? Okay. Sorry. So yeah, you guys went and picked up. So so I went down to John, to Johnny Lewis for his women's flat track uh, class, and I oh. took a. It was like a three or four day. Was it Jackie Van Hamlin? Yes, yeah. that's how Jackie and I met, and it wasn't just Jackie. Yeah. yeah. I got to be honest with you. This class changed my life. Because not only did I actually learn how to ride, mm -hmm. okay, because it was 12-hour days, nonstop, just... No, California. Not, like, literally, yeah. vroom, vroom, oh. vroom. And then, like, then you would get us on another track, and then he would get us on, like, uh, obstacle-type dirt things, like what you would experience in different settings. It was amazing. So I met some of the people that I absolutely love that are um, instrumental in their own communities at mm -hmm. the time. Because right. in 2016... I want to say that women in writing was still kind of on, it was, you know, Jackie was just starting to come up yeah. at that time. And these other women who have done great things since they left that, that class that we've all kind of made, like I have some kind of relationship with all of them still. That's great. Um, and I came back and I'm like, Brian, I want to ride. And it, and, and I just, it changed me. And I thought, who rides dirt around here? And there wasn't a whole lot. And there are no women. Right. Okay. There was like, literally, I was trying to find women to ride dirt. Um, so we started a thing. And I said, I'm just going to see what happens. Okay, you guys, I was so wet behind the ears. When you talk about somebody having a passion with no skill, <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know, right? Like, right. and I had amazing people like Tim Burke. He called mm -hmm. me and he said, if anybody can do it, you can. Right. And I, I, and Tim, I'm like, thank you so much. Yeah. Like he, he was. He's one of my favorite people. Oh Absolutely. my gosh. I never, yeah. I, you know, it's like, it's like, like Rob and Jason, I feel like it's the same vibe with you. Like there yeah. are some people that you're like, I'm going to put my eggs in your basket yeah, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. you're going to support You're you get it. Like, and Tim is the same way. He wants everybody out there. You know what I mean? And I yeah. felt that from day one with him and, um, what we created in the beginning, I felt like it was really great. I, I think like. There, there are growing pains that you have to go through whenever you start a business. And mm -hmm. I think anybody who starts something, you have to go through those. Right. Like whether it's the sound equipment or whether it's like how, what questions do I ask next time? How mm -hmm. do I bring this piece in? Or um, yeah, you just you just step off the diving board into the deep end and we're like, well, hope it sticks. Yeah. And you just right. sort of yeah. figure right. out your right. way through And you're it. just kind of like muttering, you know. So, um, so you're, you're taking... Women. And I, so we started doing these camps where we were giving women a first time riding experience. So like these bikes right here, mm -hmm. um, they have throttle stops. I don't know if they're actually on now, but you can only go like very, very, and the great thing about these is on the 50, if you hit that throttle and first gear, it's terrible. 
on these, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Um, on these, they're because they're fuel injected. The technology technology is new. When you hit the throttle in first year gear, it's very smooth. Like yeah. so, we were putting hundreds of women on bikes, and um, I remember the first time we went to a camp, and I looked up, and there were four hundred women in line. Oh wow! And I thought. Uh, we don't have the bikes. They were waiting like three hours. There were women yeah. who, who literally yeah. got a sunburn waiting. To Where was this in. first camp? Um, it's out in it. Well, I don't know. Where, Somewhere along the river out yeah. uh, east. I forget the name of the area. Okay. Yeah. Say, so yeah. and it was like a women's camp, and I did one camp, and I thought, I wonder if there's more. And at the time, it was exploding. This was before mm-hmm. COVID. Women's adventure camps what became a thing, and um, so we started calling around, and I was like, we, you know, we could make a business where we create. We cultivate community, and we get women on bikes, and we just bring, like our business model was actually brilliant to bring in new riders. Yeah. Because um, we, weren't, we weren't targeting the industry. We were right. targeting people who had never been on a motorcycle. Right. And these women were just on fire. Like, yeah. where do I go? What kind of gear do I need? How do I fix my... And all of a sudden, it's like, boom. Right. And so we worked well together because Brian had busted knuckle. So we helped a lot of friends, of course, and we didn't charge anything, but he would charge like a fraction of what a shop and trustworthy, the mm-hmm. trust for women, just right. on anything, because especially, you know, like you guys grew up probably doing, you know, fixing fork seals and learning about carburetors when you're young. Yeah. Women mm-hmm. walk into this because of their boyfriend, and this mm-hmm. is true, yeah. or their husband or whatever, just like I did. Mm-hmm. And I have an amazing husband who was patient with me. That's how yeah. I can do the things that I can do. Right. Not every woman has that. Yeah. So having the trusted environment and having Brian and having wrench nights and all these things and inviting them in, it really blew up. Um, and I, you know, there's, I just didn't know what I didn't know and a lot of other things that you learn when, um, when you're managing a business and a community group and an environment and things that we, sh- boundaries that we should have set for our family and different, you know, just going through a lot of the growing pains. I mean, I don't know if you're in agreement with that, sweetie, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then we decided to start a business. We're like, let's take this out. So before COVID, uh, we booked, I want to say, fifteen to twenty camps for 2020. Wow. Um, oh, which man. meant thousands and thousands of women <clears throat> on wow. in event. So I would, I, I looked up any place in Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan. It was probably, you know, good five hours or so. We got our camper. Well, this was, you know, we were planning. We yeah. were, this was pre-camper, but we were we had a plan. Yeah. And um, we were going to go and take our bikes to these camps. And I, I got to be honest with you, if we had we done that, I don't think that those communities would have known what to do with all those women. And I'm being right. very serious. Right. Because um, we had a, a community page to take them. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know if their areas are ready for a bunch well, we, of women. <laughs> are, are, so are you guys still going to be doing this again? Well, or so what, COVID what? happened, yeah. and, you know, I think what happened was we learned a lot, um, which I think, it, you know, just like I mentioned, and I decided to go back to school. And right. I was like, I'm going to become a psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> um, so right now I'm getting ready to graduate with a degree in psychology and my first step, and then I'm going to grad school. Right. Um, because I wanted to learn how to do it better. And how do you right. learn how to do it better? People. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So people, and then I'm also um, 
for my PhD, I'm doing sociology as well, yeah. which is the study of you know our society. Yeah. So. Um, I got a degree in uh, archaeology and anthropology. So. Nice. Oh, we'll talk about later because right now I'm taking two archaeological classes. Uh, uh, I know. Oh my gosh, Jason, uh, where have you been? Oh, uh, well, you're still getting a new hat later. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so the um, I wanted to be better, not only for my family. Not only for my husband, but if we're going to come back and do this, we need to do it right. So it was like about learning about how to do this right. Right. Um, and then during this time that we've had downtime, kind of we stepped away to focus on our family. You know, we our two foster children that we had when they were babies, they they came back in our life unexpectedly. Yeah. So now we have five kids, um, but that hasn't stopped us. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's oh, yeah, not yeah, what's yeah. Stopped, you know they're they're a part of that equation. That's a righteous mission. Um, yeah, no, more I'm motorcycles is fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's just like having it's like herding cats. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a school teacher in my in my real job, and uh, I deal with a lot of kids. And probably their same situation. Yeah. So I truly appreciate what you're doing. Oh, thank you for oh, saying thank you so, very Jason. Much. I, they're they're the girl. They're beautiful Touché. girls. Touché. Yeah, Touché. like they're so fun. Uh, I hope maybe you know we should just go grab them and go to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, um, but it's it's a lot of fun and. Um, so I, this past year, we got a phone call from a producer uh, who had looked us up, and they had been interviewing tons of women nice. and to do this whole entire um, series on off-road, specific to women. So it's not yeah. just motorcycles, it's Jeeps, it's 4 by 4s it's side-by-sides, it's the whole yeah. thing. So they wanted, so they called, and this was when we were on vacation last year, yeah. and they were like, hey, so uh, they messaged us, and I'm like, oh my gosh, are you serious? So we've been talking for a while, yeah. and like in Hollywood, things take a while, but right. they, um, they really insist, they said, we love your story, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we have an interesting story just in general, and we love your family, and we just really want to feature you. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. That's really cool. So, like, when when does that start, and like, how does that? Yeah. yeah. So, um, because of how things, thankfully, it's um, taken a long time. I have to be honest. Um, I was really nervous it was going to be last summer because mm-hmm. I started school. You know, um, it was not going to work. So they called me like the beginning of January, and they're in Texas, and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna." We're gonna come and fly up, and we're gonna do some shooting in January. And how's it in Ohio? I'm like, uh. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Arctic tundra. That's right. Right. That's, right. I know, right. essentially. So they're like, oh well. Then they were like, why don't you guys all come down to Texas? And I said, yes and no. The problem is that I'm taking more credit hours right now, right. and I'm doing more research for my thesis than just to get out in April right. with this particular part of my degree. Um, I, I'm, I'm so thankful that I had this time carved out for you guys, but I'm like, I don't, I just think you should find somebody else because right. I'm not available till April. They said, yeah. well, wait. Oh, that's good. I wow. was like, shit. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I know. Yeah, yeah, so awesome. they're, they're like, we're yeah. going to work on another project in March and, mm-hmm. um, we'll plan on coming up in April. And I'm like, okay. You know, so yeah, as awesome. soon as I graduate this, you know, I graduate with psychology this April, they're going to come, they're going to fly up. And we're gonna all take a trip out to like I don't know Wayne or something. Nice. You guys should You're totally. Kind of, hit. Yeah, we the future of Womo. I noticed the other day um, I was on the Louvin page and find us on Facebook. We're Louisville Vintage Motorworks. Uh, we are. I don't even know how many thousands we are now. But you re-enlisted. We had to welcome our new members, and the Womo is back. Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, so up, yeah. There's grumbling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a good time right now because see Louisville just got its. It's first Lita's chapter. Mm-hmm. I noticed that. Yep. Lita's yeah, awesome. uh, writing group. 
And they're going to be up here. I was actually yep. talking to them. Yeah, they're going to be in Cincinnati. There's going to be four chapters um, up here for the Garage Group show. But I was actually talking to a couple of the ladies in the Louisville chapter about this el- this elusive Womo group. And, and they're like, well, we, we want to have a party because it seems like one of them has land or something, has a farm in like Shelbyville. And there's discussion about awesome. some instructive writing. That would be per- that we could totally be. So we would just bring these guys. Um, yeah, there, and there are a handful of the. Um, we have experience. We've, yeah. we've, <laughs> no, actually, I went on a ride with with a handful of ladies from I, the Louisville chapter, and they there's a lot of them that are. Um, well, well, Beth, for example, like she's a first year writer. Yeah, she's really she's, sweet. She's awesome. She's yeah. so she has a had a whole journal of firsts for our storytelling event, which was absolutely phenomenal. But, um, but yes, there are a lot of. Um, uh, young riders, you know, and they're totally ready for yeah. the Womo. I mean, they need to get down on some Womo. So, <laughs> is, uh, how do we, people find Womo on Facebook? <laughs> well, we're, we're still, it's, it's on Facebook. It's Women's Off-Road Moto. Yeah, it's a public and page. And then yeah. it's a public page. And then we also, um, what we had done prior to COVID was there is a local camp. And all we need is a field or a place, and we had some great situations at camps, mm-hmm. um, where to put some cones make, yeah. and make a track. That's all you right. need. It's all dirt, by the way. Yeah, this yeah, is it's all dirt. dirt. There's no um, pavement. There's no... And so um, we had worked out a deal with a local camp where they would take a small percentage of what we make, and we had huge clients that were doing personal development days with us. So this was oh, like yeah. Kroger's. Yeah. This was like um, GE. Mm-hmm. Like these huge names wanted when they do personal development, they right. do they do crazy shit like parkours or yeah. high ropes. And what's and stuff. crazier than a shit. dirt bike? Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Like they yeah. love it. Sky Sky guys guys so in the woods with paintball guns shooting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I love yeah. Yes. This is getting better. Yeah. So, but the point is, like, um, they love it's personal development. So I'm right. like, if you want to talk about. Um, doing something to get out of your comfort zone, having a new ex- a new experience, cheering each other on. It was perfect for yeah. that type of marketing. So we had worked out the situation with this camp where they we were going to go um, and they were going to put us on their website as part of their personal development. Mm-hmm. So there were so many avenues we had an opportunity to take advantage of prior to COVID. Um, so, and you know... The world changed. You what? The yeah, world everything changed. shifted. The, the, yeah. yeah, everything changed. And then we even tried during COVID, like, how could we do this? But the problem is, you see, you can't see on the on the podcast, but there's a ton of gear over here. So that's <laughs> yeah. all the gear that we use for our camp. Our, yeah. So all the women, right. you don't have to bring anything. Right. We say wear jeans and boots, and preferably boots, but you can wear gym shoes if you don't have boots. Yeah. And we provide all the helmets, all the gloves, nice. all the eyewear, everything. Nice. All you do is show up. We give you a brief instruction that takes a few minutes, and you ride a motorcycle. Yep. And There's they're a, like, "What?" And mm-hmm. and they, it it is quite the experience. We would set up just a big open field and oval yep. with the cones. We'd have spotters with radios. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and um, we would fit them for gear. They get on the bike. We'd show them how to shift, how to stop, and literally, almost every woman um, that experienced it had never been on a bike before. Never. Right? They've never right. even not even on the back. Within the first. 50 feet, they gain their balance. Right. And the first lap, they gain their confidence. They're like, can I get right. again? Yeah. 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 Like, yes, and so yeah. you saw this evolution right. With, right. with women that would normally never be experienced or right, exposed right. to this. Right. Um, and one of the most touching moments, I think, was there was an older lady. I think she was in her 60s okay. or 70s. And her, um, she, she got out of an incredibly abusive relationship Aww, for many years. That. Yeah. And she always, and, and her, her significant other at the time had a Harley and she rode on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, all of her life and she shared with us when she got up she was really scared to get on this little 110 mm-hmm. 
and we encouraged her, and she was kind of riding to it, you know, when you put your she skis out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So she did two laps, and she got off, and um, she was just in tears. She was crying. And she said, I have been told that I am worthless my entire life, that I would never be able to ride a motorcycle or do anything yeah. like this. Yeah. And that moment for her was an evolution in her in her life. To in say, her yeah. It's yeah. never too late. Yeah. Right. You just, you just handed late. somebody the keys to their new life and like, right. this is it's, the power. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. so this, this is the power of the authority. And, like, and I know. think like, um, one thing that I, I experienced just being in the industry is because it is, has been a more male dominated industry, the concept of power and height are big discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and like attaching your value in the industry with how much power and height you can have. Um, I would say that we need to change that narrative and say, for why sure. can't we write our own ride? For why sure. can't for this sure. be enough for yeah. anybody? You know, what if this is just like what you want to ride? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, you exactly. know, this, I'm like, and exactly. I'm talking about the one tens, by the way. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. um, when these, and the, so like, okay, so then we have these, well, let's now let's get on this. Right. You don't have to get on a beta or a KTM. Let's right. just get you on this little hundred. Yeah, right. And then let's get you confident. Okay, and then now you're ready. How about this? Right. This is yeah. going to feel so much bigger. But right. trust me, yeah. you're going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like this allowing them on their own pace to fi- to just have this experience where people are encouraging them. Mm-hmm. Women are, I, I, I would say that even men, Drew and I talk about this. Mm-hmm. He's like, I feel like, because he, he'll confess, like men have a lot of pressure too. Like they oh, feel yeah. like, they have to do all these things or ride this bike or they have to have that big BMW yes. GS that okay. can yeah. step can you yes. ride over. <laughs> like and I love it like Mike oh, yeah. Williams like I don't yeah. know he has like his GS yeah. lowers right and then it raises and right. all these things but like you don't need a 1200 to enjoy the hobby no no you don't that's, that's, that's no. why I love my TW200 yeah. are you kidding me yeah. Yeah. But I'll, exactly. say it, I'll say it again I have a CT70 it has a cup holder and I'm damn proud to ride it yeah, yeah. 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 that's right I that's right Small display here, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's exactly. Like, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go. Hopefully tomorrow we're gonna go. Um, grab Skinny Ricky, yeah. uh, Mr. Gasface himself. That's right. But I mean, he's doing he's doing flat track racing on the on the, on, a, on a grassroots circuit on the, on the 100. Yeah. yeah. But he's doing circus bear racing tomorrow at the go kart track. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a 50 cc. That yeah, stuff yeah. is crazy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I need to do that because. Right. Like, you learn to push that edge, and you're like, I can only go this far. Right. Well, now that I'm at this edge, well, I, I can go, go past it. Yeah. I can go a little yeah. farther, and I can yeah. go a little farther, yeah. you know. I and think- be- before you know it, you're you're on a Druxton ripping across the country, going to and do the Tale of the Dragon. And totally. Yeah. Riding Druxton's in the dirt. So, yeah. I, I think it's like <laughs> allowing people to go their own pace. And I think it's like removing the shame piece. Right. So, if you're talking about, like, the psychology of people, and especially of women. You are... <laughs> on the point of taking the intimidation factor out of motorcycling for women. Like, I was intimidated when I first got on a bike. I was alone. Right. I didn't have friends that rode. And now it's like, not only are we going to give you a comfort zone, we're going to give you a machine for that comfort zone. Yeah. And we're going to show you that if you ride through this comfort zone, you can never stop. You right. can just keep going. Absolutely. Like, it's- so I think like right now, like when I was looking at the industry the other day, okay, so like the, the one museum in Iowa shutting down and Iron Air was, yeah. is ending. Oh, it breaks like, my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So um, the thing is, I think that they there needs to be a new avenue for Gen Z, for Alpha. So these are the younger generations, like my right. children, your yeah, sons, my, my kids, your yeah. twins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My, I'm, our daughters are Alpha. And um, providing a new avenue uh, to speak their language. Right. That's what I think needs to happen in the industry in general. 
Um, and what we did spoke the language of women. Yeah. And we spoke the language of children, allowing them to do that in a safe environment where there's like no, there's no pressure to be anything, right. you know? And then right. you can just enjoy it and... Um, and then pick your path. Yeah. yeah. You know, as right. you build confidence, you can choose. I always likened it to jumping in a pool. You have like, you, you show up to someone's pool party, you got the, the people that jump right in the deep end, right? And then you got people like me that are literally covering their nipples as they're getting in because it's cold. <laughs> but if I, you know, once I'm comfortable, I'm jumping off. The yeah, 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 yeah. I have three sets of arm floaties. I'm like this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to talk about your three sets of nipples. I need to, you know, pixar it didn't happen. I need That's right. <laughs> They're sub nipples, okay? Uh, yeah. Sub nipples. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, like uh, I just think that there is su such a opportunity um, that if we could get a hold of different ideas, if we could just shake things up a little bit. Um, what, I, what I have seen in a very short amount of time, and it's not just me, there were other women with me when we looked up that first time and there were 400 women. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I'm like, why isn't anybody writing? And that's when I, when I came home and I was talking to Brian, I'm like, Brian, there's no women in the industry. What is going well, yeah, on? And, 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 you know, there, are, there are more now, but... Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. so, for, if you go to you these know. industry shows, and this is something that's bugged me, because, uh, you know, like I said, I've been in the snow industry for 20 years, and you go to the, any of these industry shows like this that are adventure sports or extreme sports, yeah. whatever you want to call them, uh, it's all very hyper-masculine. Yeah. From the way the, the product is marketed, the graphics, the calendars, the people at the trade shows, you know, you yeah. get the scantily dressed women... You don't see scantily dressed men, you know, standing up there. It's it just, you know, so it, there's this yeah. very heightened machismo about the entire industry, and it's always been there. And how do you change that? That's that's yeah. such a that's such a hard topic to wrap it around. Is, it is. It is. And it, so I think, like even with like Garage Brood, I think it's really cool that they're bringing in um, the pinup show. I love pinup. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I think women are beautiful, right? Yeah, Am yeah. I in good company saying that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But I also think that there is this other piece that is missing um, that I'm glad that they are going to have Lomitas there. Like, I'm yeah, thrilled exactly, that they exactly. have a booth there. Uh, and they were, we're really super generous. They're, like, super so excited. Garage Brew, the admin team was super generous in how they offered that to the women. Right. Because, uh, you know, when you have it in an industry that caters to men, which is typically mm -hmm. how it's been, and yeah. that's just, you know, fact. Um, the women don't have the capital behind them, pushing them forward. Right. So the, what Garage, the admin team did was they opened up an avenue. They were like, we're going to provide the capital by giving you a free booth at our show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have any sponsors yet. Right. Let's be honest. Right. Or you, right. Okay, the Lita's brand does. But these Lita's local grassroots groups, mm -hmm. it's a lot harder yeah. You know, to get the money and the funding and everything. So they're like, we're going to provide right. the avenue. And that was probably the coolest thing I think they could have done. I'm yeah. really excited to see that happen. And um, there's so much room for other opportunities, even at a garage brood show where you have 8,000 people, 10,000 mm -hmm. people walking through, to, like, I have so many ideas of how to bring women in. These right. are untapped markets that well, would totally help yeah. the industry. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm just, well, I'm just excited that they're here. There's, like, four chapters. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get a, you know, yep. I mean, they have, um, there's intercommunication with yeah. the different chapters, but, like, they're gonna be here today, and like mm -hmm. I get to walk in and be like, "Guess what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I spotted you. So, so I, that means podcast time." Yeah. Yeah. So I so. told them that you were gonna be there. So I'm on the group chat um, that they are all a part of. So mm -hmm. I kind of brought them all together, and I was like, "Hey, Columbus, Louisville, Cincinnati, and Dayton." Yeah. You know, 
what do you guys think about doing a booth in at Garage Brood? And yeah. so now yeah. they it's just been so fun. They're so excited, you guys. Like yeah, and it's I think the light so went fun. on too, even among those regional chapters. I don't think they've formally met. No, they hadn't. Or had so, a yeah, they, yeah, that's now, now so there's like according to Louisville, yeah. they they I don't know that they had had like a get together. No, so, they had nothing. Like, like um, nothing like this. They're right. all going to be together. And you know how much community, the, the fire that that's going to put, because it's relationships. All right. of a sudden, we're like, oh, right. we're all over the, we're not alone. We're together. Right. We can right. do this together. Exactly. Exactly. So it's going to be like, every woman is going to be, you know, like, you should write, and you should write, and you should write. You know, it's Yeah, it's and, total... and that's, one of the, that's one of the just benefits of women in, in the entire culture is they yep. bring that community. Yeah, it's so true. Whereas, whereas men, you know, it's this, it's very much this hyper-masculine, and I'm the lone wolf, and me on my, you know. <laughs> hey, women hey, bring that community I'm a together. crier, man. <laughs> oh, I am too. Hey, yeah, give it up, man. Hey, you know, I'm a crier. Don't get me started. So, I'll get my rock. Right. You know, and oh, we're just, man. we're super excited being with, now that we're doing the podcast, but not only that, like, Louisville Vintage Motorworks in itself, like the Facebook group, mm-hmm. when we um, when we found out that they we, we finally got like a leaders chapter in Louisville, I was like, here's our page, please use it as a resource. Like there are so there it. are yeah, I don't even I haven't looked. There's four where are we four thousand? We're thousands and thousands of people deep, and we're all thousand. we're all across the country. And yeah. I'm like, please use this as a resource. Yeah. So you and know, I think that's how. Yeah. So like for any kind of um, subgroup in an industry where you have something like a very small, teeny tiny group of women, this is like a like a small piece of this. It's trying to grow, mm-hmm. right? Um, they are going to succeed by those who have the capital sharing it, and yeah. that's capital by way of influence or money mm-hmm. or a booth or right. you know here I'm going to give you my swag because when right. you go here people are going to be like right. oh you know these people right. um, it's it's relationships so by offering those pieces of capital that's only pushing them further and that's only going to bring more people in the industry and sure. by right. in tapping into these untapped markets so like just in our family we have like Gen X millennial and then our kids are Gen Z and alpha and I'm Hispanic indigenous. We have white, our girls are black, like our sons are, you know, yeah. it's just crazy. Like we have like this mix of people. I feel like we encompass so many untapped markets like, right. just for in sure. our family. For sure. For sure. Um, and I, I'm really excited to see what Garage Brood has done this particular show because there has not been a lot of representation for women. Right. So I think this is a good uh, door that they have right. opened. You know, mm-hmm. I'm anxious to see for where sure. they go with this. For yeah, sure. it's going to be a good show today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're anxious to get down there. Oh, really yeah. really so, it's going to be so fun. You guys need to take pictures. Get a, get like a I want all the beers in a row. I want to well, see Well, you them. can stay home with the kids and she can yeah. come down. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, hey, wait a second. <laughs> It's, it's such a good show. It's yeah. such a great invention. It's a uh, meeting of the minds to put something like in the middle of winter. Right, right. Well, and this show has actually become, we've kind of seen that it's become the first show of the entire It kind season. of kicks off yeah. the season. The whole yeah. season. You know, it thanks, really Bill. Um, you know, just for knocking out of the park. Like, it literally has become yeah. sort of an anchor as like, yeah, okay, here comes the show. And I think a lot of people, yeah. they make it through January. Right. Because then they're like, I get to see all my friends and the people I'm torn from the same crop and, and all my community and I get to get that. Fi- then it's all yeah. of a sudden, it's like, boom, when's the next rally? Right. Yep. When's we get the to do rally? motorcycles. Yep. Yeah. So, because motorcycles. Yep. Because motorcycles. It is. And really, it's just, a, motorcycles is a catalyst for this. Right. For right. Exactly. relationships and people. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is, that's just a tool and it's a pretty badass tool that we love, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not it's, the thing. It's the thing that gets us yes, to the thing. The, yeah. the thing mm-hmm. is this yeah. what's happening right here. It's bourbon cigars with great, great people. Like, I'm so for happy sure. to be here today. Sure. For sure. It's super yeah. exciting. It's so, super exciting. But they, so they, that's what they're doing. Um, they are uh, embracing this opportunity for all the... Re- think of all the people, all the relationships, and all the 
the happy, all the things that I'm, all the brain chemistry that I'm thinking that's going to go downtown today. Oh yeah. That's so good. It's so good. All of it wasted on beer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that just makes it, that that makes everybody just cry happy. I love beer. Because we're drunk and. (laughs) I have to like wear like a dry erase board and like write stuff down. Like the more beers I have, I'm like, I need to remember this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just what I know, pro. Right. Yeah. I need need a concierge. I'm like, remember that so I don't have to later. (laughs) We need an intern. We need an so we have Womo up yeah. and coming again, yeah. which I am fantastically excited about because it's <laughs> yeah. about damn time. About damn time. Because I remember it was like it was it was churning. It was a yeah, machine. Like we was. were we were you were almost like mid Ohio bound. I was like, come uh, on, come on. So no, we you know we have some good friends that are that are going down to the show today, and we're like, take pictures. Those bikes are unbelievable. And I you know what I I like when I see the professional garages. I like it, but my favorite, I want to see what came out of that person's garage, <laughs> that they put the blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, they don't have a shop. They just have a garage. Yes. Like they're like they're once yeah, a Yeah, because I know yeah. what, I see it. Because you're laying on your back in the middle of winter, yes. and crap in your face, and you're like, I think I scratched my retina with a piece of yeah. rust. Yeah. <laughs> it's not working. And like, the taillights don't it's work, so but the, the kids are fighting. I got to go, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. on my leg, yeah. you because know. Because the reality is, is that most of these got, I, I want to say people, because it could be women too, yeah. Yeah. they have families and jobs. And oh, so, yeah. So they're doing this. On their spare time, right. and I'm putting that in quotations. Right. What's that? And yeah, yeah, spare time. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Like, and so they're doing these things because they truly love it. Yeah. And um, they're not getting paid to do this. They're no. shelling out no. their own time. No, exactly. So those are my favorites. My yeah. favorites are the people who are doing it because they love it. Yeah. And even if it's like you're like you have a lot. Even if you somebody who's super experienced can look at a novice. Yeah. And I just still feel like there's appreciation. Oh, there's for sure. Me and there's sure. you know sure. like hey you know what this is. Perfection. Yeah. Thank so you going so much. back to to Garage Brew yeah. year one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, the picture up there, Bill took oh, uh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. he came to oh, uh, yeah. do some promotional stuff. Right. Yep. For mm-hmm. the bikes that were in. So I got accepted into the first round, which yeah. was exciting. But my bike wasn't finished yet. <laughs> so I was literally when he came over to take Same pictures, here. I was like like quickly bolting the carburetors on it. <laughs> You know, but I had just like make it look like it works. Just right, 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 right. But this project was sitting around for four years because when I bought the bike, we had Carson and Javi. Yeah, I think maybe just Carson. When we bought the bike. When we bought the one seventy five. Yeah, that's yeah. just a long. And so my goal was, I'm going to take apart a motorcycle and learn how to put it back together. Right. So in between that, we're raising, we're having, literally having kids, and this thing's sitting in my garage, you know, as yeah. a frame. Yeah. You know, and um, that the garage brood incentivizes me to to finish the project. Right. So. Um, I owe a lot to that, you know, of, of, For sure. of motivating me. Same to, here. To, I, to, I had yeah. two bikes in that first show. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, and it was, it was a big push. I was a new bike builder and, and just kind of getting my name out there. And I don't build many bikes anymore. I mean, I get, like I said, raising kids and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, it does. It really did incentivize getting the project done. Yeah. Yeah. It really did. It yeah. really well, did. I got to say, one thing that we wanted to do was our boys were really excited about sharing their favorite motorcycle, their dirt biking story with you yeah is that okay if we just bring oh them for, out sure. Real quick? Okay. Yes, for sure do we have do we have the thing <laughs> i mean it should still work it'll be okay yeah it'll be okay <laughs> i forgot that there's only know. like six people listening so yeah there's yeah. only seven because we <laughs> yeah, have the so, guy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well you know and this is what i'll say guys brian and i are controversial enough locally you may get a listener or two that you normally don't oh that's okay you know what i mean like where people are like what are they gonna say okay. oh good that's 
That's what they talk, that's what they tune in for. What the hell is old Peepaw gonna say again? Oh yeah. There it is. <laughs> Peepaw and Uncle Sugar at it again. <laughs> dun dun dun. How did uh, how did Careless Whisper? Are you guys on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so, all right, yeah. cool. We're right, back. So, so we're kind of back, and we kind of have a thing, because there's, there's kind of a surprise, because the Mud Brothers are in town. The Mud Brothers. <laughs> so years ago at Mid-Ohio, why are we always talking about Mid-Ohio? Because all roads lead to Mid-Ohio. Uh, <laughs> it's very true. The very mud true. of my heart is stuck yes, in Mid-Ohio. So years ago, our first go-around for Mid-Ohio, the first year we were there, we were there as a club. AMA calls somebody. Next thing you know, they invite us as a club, and and Lou Vin shows Thank up, you very and we much. and we knock out of the park. Oh, it's like, we, but the Lou Vin is where you want to be at night. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like, if you're in yeah. Mid Ohio and you're not at Lou Vin, uh, you know, after yeah, eight o'clock, yeah, 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 everybody, yeah. everybody, it's anybody is that is that party corner or they call it Kentucky corner or the burnout yeah. box. So. If you don't know, I am the safety technician for the burnout box. I'm the guy with the flashlight that goes around and makes sure, like, your bike doesn't explode, the tires don't fall off. <laughs> so the guy in the captain's hat with the microphone, that's the captain. The captain. If you see the, the safety technician, I'm Rob. My name's Rob. That's it. Just call me Uncle Sugar, whatever. Uncle if you see me, Uncle Sugar. Hunter. So Pete Paul's a DJ. Anyway, so we go for our first year. And there were a handful of ladies that went with us, and they gave us golf carts. The AMA was like, do you need golf carts? Just pick, pick cards? We're like, sure. <laughs> Worst <laughs> idea ever. <laughs> you ever seen a golf cart do really? You did. <laughs> so, um, right. So we had golf carts, and we had, uh, there were, there were um, like, I mean, like, there were four or five ladies that went with us. It was, yeah. Um, Rachel. And, yeah, it was like Rachel and Melanie and, and Bridget Cricket. and Cricket and all them. And then somehow, some way, it started out with, um, what's that song from Cher? I'm Never Going to Dance Again? Something? What's that oh, song? Uh, that's, that's, um, that, that's, uh, um, that's still, um. No, 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 it's, um, no, 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 um. Cher. Oh, why am I drawing a blank in the middle of this? It was a Cher song. Okay. Um, oh, Turn Back Time. I'll turn back the time, yeah. So it started with this. So like, yeah. Oh, you gotta love that song. Bridget shows up and like somehow or another, like she had heard it on the way there or something, and she gets out and like next thing you know, like she's singing it, and then twenty other people are singing it, and then like the second song was Careless, Careless Whisper. So it was like <laughs> you would get these like serenades across the campground, like I'm never gonna dance again, you know, and, and there were people singing it, and I'm like, why are we singing this song? There is no motorcycle importance to this song. <laughs> this sounds like at all. And this was in like, this has been like ten years ago. Yeah. So like every year, like the song pops up and it just keeps playing and playing and playing. So like when you get closer to Middle Ohio, like a month or two out, like I start throwing it at the Louvin page, and so you'll see, like the George Michael yeah, video on YouTube, oh, it'll pop up <laughs> and it'll pop up. <laughs> And like the saddest part is like the song has no importance whatsoever. And there's no relevance to motorcycles. No, right. I would argue that that song is what everyone is thinking in their tents at night yeah. when the smoke dies down. <laughs> right. So and, and we will put it on repeat. Like when the, when the night's over, it just like Rachel would just put I'm it on repeat, and everybody would be like, "Why are we hating this song?" And we're like, "You're too young to understand. Get out of here." You know. So like we would just repeat it so that it would just be so annoying, everybody would leave. But to this day, it's like a battle cry for Mid-Ohio. That is yeah. hilarious. Because yeah. you, you're going to hear careless whisper and you're going to smell two-stroking. You don't know why, but you're like, 
I feel like there's mud in my boots and I need to go that way. Like, it's like, like you just, like, like it's like we're just migrating and we don't know why and we don't have a direction, but we're going to mid-Ohio and we're going to get stuck in the mud and it's going to rain and it's going to be hot as hell and the portalettes are going to stink and you don't want to go in there. Yeah. But it just became this, like, battle cry for the mud hole. You're just like, I, uh, I don't know why. Well, but George Michael did wear a BSA jacket in Faith. So there's oh, the yeah, yeah. connection. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should start playing Faith. Oh, that's a good uh, Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> the Mud Brothers are here. The Mud Brothers from Mid Ohio are standing here. Hello. <laughs> which are the three boys, which I've, you, you don't even know who I am. Bobby, Aaron, Carson, and Liam. 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 So with permission, we have the Mud Brothers here, and they were knee high to a grasshopper, and they would pull up to the camp, and they would fall over on their 50s. And like, there was one stuck in, I think, in the helmet bag on the back of Aaron's bike. And like, <laughs> they were, it was like herding cats. And we're like, oh, no, stand up. Okay, ride the bike. Okay, no, you have to ride the bike. It'll fall over. What are you doing? And then they would pull up and wave, and then they would take off. Now they're well, teenagers. and Yeah, know. so now they're all teenagers, and it turns out we just happen to have... <laughs> A particular saxophone yeah. player, and he just happens to know a certain song. So, <laughs> so take it away, Carson. So today, uh, here, Carson. I haven't got a proper warm up, but that's okay. It's good enough. So, dude, just start one. writing since they were three and so these two so Carson and Javier are 14 almost 15 13 then we have a 10 year old back here um, he's hiding mm. next to the fridge yeah. <laughs> um, but he's they, the they really have their own fun tell. stories yeah. and we thought they'd be fun because this is a family thing for us and then we have two girls that are coming up that are getting ready to join it join in the fun but Carson what was like what's a fun story that you could tell real quick about your favorite time in writing or the most influential time well, I mean, there was this one weekend where we went camping, and it was like my first weekend on a clutch, so it was pretty hard. I have so many stories from that one. It was, there was some hard terrain just for the start, and it was pretty. But there was one time where we were driving on the trails. I was with my friends. It was like probably, I want to say two or three miles away okay. from the camp. Mm -hmm. And I ran out of fuel. <laughs> that was not a good thing. Because, uh, I couldn't drive. I would have to walk the bike away. But, well, it turns out that... My friends over there, they're grown men, they know what to do. So, <laughs> they just, they just See, there's an illusion that they're grown men. find out about later, they're like, you're grown men. <laughs> we are? <laughs> Only technically. We're just really tired <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> so we uh, had to find some like recycled bottles, or not recycled because they were littered, but like bottles all over the trail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I found this bottle and we got some of the fuel from the other bottles. They siphoned yeah. By fuel oh, motorcycle. and it was dark. Gasoline, I, yeah, like vessels. And then they like put in Carson's bike. And the thing is that Brian and I were not there. Car we just sent Carson out with a bunch. And there of was friends. no cell service, so we're like, where are our? our and kids? It, the sun yeah. had set. It is oh, dark, man. and they were, and he was stuck like three months. And I was like, this is just putting some hair on his balls so, right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Oh, so, uh, I, I was just standing around and thinking how uncomfortable the jeans were that I was wearing. <laughs> skinny jeans, bro. Don't worry. Yeah, puberty and skinny jeans. Don't yeah, no, not quite. That's funny. Well, what about you, Liam? Thanks for sharing that, Carson. Um, what about you, buddy? Uh, so basically, it was like 
like wherever we were. I probably Wayne National. Yeah, it was probably yeah. like at Wayne or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that setting or like plate that exact place, and we were like. Riding bikes. I even wrote a book in second grade about this. Because it was so much. Yeah, like, it was just, it was a... And what happened, buddy? Yeah. So basically, we were doing some, like, fun things. And the night before we did our biking trail, I was like, I don't really want to do this. And, like, he was I very nervous. He was I like, know. I don't want to go, I don't want to go. And then I, like, slept in. Then we woke up, ate some pancakes. We were like, let's get back on the trail. But then we, like, got our stuff on. Then we started riding out of the campground. And you were then, really nervous. I know, and there's like, this and there hill. was just, it, I was like the littlest one there, basically. <laughs> yeah. There's like all a bunch of grown men. But you did it, right? You went up the yeah. big hill? No, well, we're totally that, not grown. Okay, yeah. okay I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, further down the trail, there was a hill that everyone was mastering, and I was like scared. And one point, I actually thought I was like just gonna walk up the hill with my motorcycle, but I was like, mm, not nah, that. That's not gonna hang out. So it's hard. I was it's hard pushing a motorcycle up yeah. the hill. Yeah. 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 Motorcycle up the hill. So basically, I was like, I hit the throttle, man. Yeah. So I basically hit the throttle. I like closed my eyes, and then I was like, <laughs> 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 when it throttle out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like the first dropping, uh, there's like the chain lift first drop, but instead you're going up the first drop, yeah. and then into the chain lift. I've done that. Liam has a nickname, the Beast. Yeah. He's the mastermind behind. He is the Beast. He's the mastermind behind all of it. So, no, that was really fun. He did and a good job. And then he rode the up, like the whole trail. trail. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Trail. Yep. And then we went back. I'm pretty sure we didn't go down that hill again. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Javier? Uh, this story, uh, I think, might be the reason why we're called the Mud Brothers. It was, <laughs> it was also in middle high. Okay. Always middle high. All, all around the camp, it was sort of like on the gravel, um, like driveway thing, so all the different campers. I was kind of riding around, uh, and my dad and Carson were there too, and we were all just like riding in circles around the camp, and I started to get a hang of it, so I thought I could just like, start flying. So I like pulled the throttle all the way back and I was going like as fast as my little 50 motorcycle could. <laughs> <laughs> and so like in my imagination, I was like going light speed. And some, some other people would look around to see like me. It's like eight <laughs> miles an hour and you're just yeah. like. <laughs> I thought he was in light. light so I was like, I was going and then I saw a turn and I thought I could like cut through the turn like diagonally. And there was a giant mud pit there, but it was flat so I didn't really know. So I kind of just like, uh, I wanted to like drift epically into <laughs> and around the turn. So I just went straight through the mud and then I just stopped and got stuck. So is that what it, Rob came yeah, to say? And I thought that it needed um, like less torque. So I switched out of first gear, which is what I should have stayed in. And I went into like third gear and I started ramming as fast oh. as I could. And there was mud flying up everywhere. <laughs> oh like, yes. And it was getting on the front of the bike, on the back of my helmet. It was getting on all the people behind me and everything. <laughs> yep. It was getting everywhere. So, and I think I that like, some guy was like, downshift. Because he was like, trying to yeah. get you out of there. Because <laughs> I, thought, I thought I just needed more speed. I just yeah. thought I needed yeah. speed to get out instead of torque. So I just kept on doing that. And I realized that my boots were slowly sinking into the mud. And I thought it was going to be like a quicksand death. See, growing up in the 80s, yeah. we knew the, the power of quicksand. <laughs> yeah. It was everywhere. 
the power of quicksand. So we got, I was like sinking into the mud, even though it was just like an inch into my boots, and I thought I was gonna like die. So I called uh, my parents, or either they were already there. I was there. But yeah, somehow they were there. I don't really remember because it was a long time ago. And then you guys got me into first gear, and I kind of like fell out of my bike and yeah. crawled out of the mud. And then you guys took over the bike and drove it out, and I was like. I didn't really know what was happening. I was kind of disoriented because I was just sinking in a mud pit. The mud does that. It's okay. It's in the mud. So the one thing that I'll say about Garage Brood in in terms of bringing a family, if there was ever a woman listening to this podcast, just, you know, who's like... We're pretty sure there's not, but go ahead. (laughs) So if there is a husband that's like, hey, I'm trying to get my wife and kids... Um, Generally speaking, uh, we we let our boys go. Yeah. And every every time something happened, somebody was there to pick them up and help them. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I feel like if you were to take your kids to a place, just in the campground area, it's a yeah. safe. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like oh, yeah. In that little yeah. area. It's a really great place, probably until maybe 6 o'clock. Right. <laughs> right. Mostly safe. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly safe. So, I mean, we did have an incident. Liam got hit. Some Somebody did hit oh, Liam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody hit Liam. Well, hang on. Okay. Um, somebody hit Liam um, with a golf cart, and he was like five. And they, they, they hit him, knocked him over, and just drove off. But every, there was like, so people were like, what the People hell? came out of everywhere. Because that's not cool. See, it's yeah. golf carts are the problem. Yeah, well, but the thing is that. <laughs> are you talking about side by sides or golf carts? Golf carts. Sorry, sorry. But yeah, Forgot so anyways, but give me just a second. The point is, um, that's not the normal behavior. Yeah. No. That's not the norm. What yeah. the norm is, is like the people who are coming, like when you see kids, you're like all family. You're like, hey man, let me exactly. help your kid. Exactly. That's where they, they grew hair in their balls that weekend, man. Yeah. It was yeah. so oh, that's, that's That's one of the reasons we do, like before we start the burnout box, we actually do beer can slalom. And the entire yeah. point of beer can slalom is the agility and like people mm-hmm. that are new riders or, or kids, mm-hmm. they, you know, they do, we set up the beer cans and it's a, it's a joke and it's hilarious to everybody around, but I'm like, it actually serves a purpose. It like, does. It's a whole, you know, agility thing. And like, so, Liam, did you like, want to say I, I, I wanted to give the POV about like the golf court incident <laughs> because I was actually just driving around alone and I did, I, I have a phone now, but I didn't. So I was just like keeping around our campsite area because I knew where I was, I have good memory. And so I was riding, there's, I've been, I was like, keep riding around the circle, and I saw like these guys who were the people who actually got me up and got mm-hmm. me back to. And then the like third, the third round, I was like, like, mm-hmm. then I saw, the only thing I didn't like about those like girls that were in the golf cart is that when I uh, did, like, when I started going this way, they were like, watch out, watch out, even though they could have just stopped the golf cart. And so they kept like going. They, look, I thought they, they were, yeah. He was in front of them, and what they did was they went around him. And when he started to turn, they just went boom. Oh, just turned into him. Yeah. So no, it was. It was oh man. Yeah, and golf then cart. I was like on my side. Side, side. The guy. I was on the corner where the guys that like helped me up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they, they, they helped yeah. me up, and I was like, I was like really scared at that moment because I was like, I, I almost got ran over from the yeah. Golf course, so. We worked it through. We worked it through, and those guys were really nice. Anyway, guys, you can go. Thanks for hanging out with us yes. for a minute. Bye, Cox Boys. Thanks, Carson. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brothers. Yes. <laughs> it will be. You'll be famous. It will be known for generations. Exactly. So how are you with the hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Pompadour, so, baby. Pompadour, yeah. Pompadour, yeah, right. he's a rocker. So, Carson yeah. actually has really great hair, too. But oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, another thing. Hey, another thing. Whoever, those girls, whoever are you watching that bottom, guys, you better say sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
comeuppance. The mud never lasts, man. The mud never lasts, man. Oh, well, I think we're pretty, uh, yeah. we got the surprise solo. Yeah, for sure. That was amazing. Sadly, was amazing. I was a saxophone player at one time. I need to step my game up. Surely <laughs> do. Apparently, I, I am falling behind. Well, you know, I'm old now, and everything hurts, so. Well, thank you, <laughs> thank you all for uh, letting us come yeah. to your home. I mean, so, sharing, the, sharing your bourbon cigars with us. We truly appreciate it. We'll this send you, we'll send you a cigar to go. Because you're oh, I would love it. Awesome. Yeah, that'd, awesome. be so, that'd be great. All right, great. so throw out some hashtags. How do we find Womo? What do we need to do? We've got the Busted Uncle Garage. We've got Womo. Yeah, yeah we, have, we have Busted Knuckle, and that's... Women's Opera and Moto Public. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like where we're at right now. And we had a website, so we just need to probably look into how we're going to change that. So after the spring, when I get out of the season of school oh, and yeah. research, when I get in with my yep. thesis, then we'll... We're gonna pick things. We'll probably pick things back okay. up. Okay, I need a. I'm gonna need a pink camo zip up hoodie <laughs> with the logo on it, the ponytail, the dirt bike, and the to... whole thing. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna rock that. For <laughs> sure. Rocking that for sure. Well, I mean, you know, I love my lube in hat. Oh yeah, for well, sure. I mean, for sure. We yeah. just want to say um, a, a, a shout out to Kurt Edwards. Kurt's tradition with us is to get a selfie with him at every year at Mid Ohio, yes. which we've done for like right. six years in a row. But he'll be here. He's a garage He works up the street. So yeah. oh, oh yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah. He travels knows a lot. Some of the most amazing people. Just we, we did a tour of Kurt and Deb's garage. We had an episode of Vintage Cycle Horror. Yes, yes, yes. And the possums. Oh good lord. Uh, the, no, it's the uh, yeah the possums. Possum. Deb, Deb makes the uh, the raccoon gets a peanut butter sandwich or something every night. I'm like, oh my god, that's a great idea. No, they're two of the greatest uh, motorcycle people on the planet. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know them, find them. Yeah. Um, yeah. He is, he's his so his daughter just graduated with her PhD in psychology. Yeah, yeah. And so Carson. I'm like, oh, Carson. yeah. I was like, Carson. oh my yeah. gosh. And her Carson. red triumph. Um, no, she had a. She had a seat. They had that red triumph for there sale. There was a red triumph there. there. Yeah, there she had a red triumph for sale. Did she really? Uh, Thruxton? Yeah. She, she, she had a CBR. Was it a small displacement CBR? Was, was it a new 300 maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what it was. That, was it her boyfriend that had the. My boyfriend had the, yeah, the Thruxton, yeah. He won the red triumph. Damn. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. But anyway, hey, hey, thank you again for having us in. And remember, if you want to ride motorcycles, buy two. <laughs> if you want to ride vintage, buy yeah, two. Yeah. Thanks a lot, you guys. We'll see you all. Thanks. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us for the Louisville Vintage Motorworks podcast. Special thanks to Steve Land String Band and all those who have made our show possible. Watch for deer, and we'll see you next time.